Welcome to another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We have a riveting Thursday night football matchup ahead between the Bears and the Commanders. We'll break down what you need to watch for. Then, should Devontae Adams be suspended for the push heard round the world? I think I have something to say on that. And then, there are a lot of really good football games in Week 6. What is the most interesting matchup that me and Alex see on the slate? All of that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll, baby. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Football fans, it is Thursday, and that means it is time to kick off the football weekend. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland from the Locked On Titans podcast, here with my co-host, Alex Clancy from the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Again, the Thursday night football game tonight is an absolute star-filled prime time. Okay, fine. Cut the jokes. It's the Bears and the Commanders. The Bears sit at 2-3. and three, The Commanders sit in 1-4, and four, but... It's football nonetheless. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. It's Monday through Friday, free national NFL talk on all platforms, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Subscribe there and smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube right now. But Alex, the Bears are two and three. The Commanders are one and four. It's pick them right now at Bet Online. Who are you taking in this game and why? So you know that I've said over this, you know, the course of this season so far that the NFC is is a is a yuck box. I think that's my yes. that that's my terminology. That's what I've coined. That's the phrase that I've coined. This is the microcosm of a yuck box. And so there's so the so the fun storylines. Brian Robinson will play after getting shot a couple of times. Uh, not to make it light of it, you know, uh, several weeks back. Crazy. He's going to play. He's going to see a little bit more elevated role. Uh, Carson Wentz has some bonkers numbers. I saw it on Twitter. Like, he has more touchdown passes than a lot of quarterbacks. He has more yards throwing than a lot of quarter- yeah. than a lot of quarterbacks. And they're just not a very good football team. The defense was supposed to be the anchor of the Washington Commanders, and it just isn't. It just isn't. And on the other side, like, America's favorite son, Justin Fields, like, in the worst possible situation for a quarterback in the NFL. Like, I give the Cardinals a lot of crap for what they've done this offseason because they didn't build that full roster. Did the Bears know that you could sign other players? Like, did the Bears know that? David Montgomery's hobbled even though he scored a touchdown last week. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like Justin Fields is just outside the gate of must-watch TV. Like, we see, we've seen some oh-my-God moments, as I call them, from him. There was a long scramble. I think it was against Green Bay. I can't remember. Uh, For a touchdown last year, like, the dude's got it in him. He just doesn't have a whole lot of help. So whoever loses this game is probably going to be looked at as the worst team in the NFC. Records notwithstanding. I don't know. I, I just feel bad for both fan bases. Yeah, at the end of the day, you do. I, I mean, but a winner. I'm picking NFC. Washington. I'm picking Washington to win. Oh, okay. like, I don't think Chicago can beat anybody. I'm picking Washington. Yeah, you know what? I 
I kind of go back and forth because I do think that right now Carson in their in their circumstances Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. Like I feel like he could throw the ball down the field more consistently and actually just make regular quarterback yeah. plays. Not because Justin Fields is incapable, but I feel like he's in a tough situation. The reality is I think that the Bears will be able to run the ball even if Fields doesn't help them. I still think the Bears have a very good defense led by Matt Eberflus, who's a defensive coach, as their head coach. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to find a way to force turnovers on Carson Wentz and help Justin Fields out. I think the Commanders probably have a little bit more on offense, but I think the Bears have uh, more on defense. I like the defensive line of the Commanders, but the reality is the Bears have a, a much better defense schematically, and they have a much better overall defense. And Carson Wentz, like you said, a lot of touchdown passes. He's got a lot of yards as well. He just went for around 350 against the Titans. But it's just classic Carson Wentz. It's, yeah, he puts up some numbers where you're like, oh, he might have it. But if you actually, like, watch snap to snap, which I just had to do because the Titans played the Commanders, he misses throws. He makes weird decisions. He doesn't throw the ball away when he's just literally about to run out of bounds and just loses yards and takes a sack <laughs> for no reason. He, he just does weird, weird stuff. So even if the numbers look good, he's still going to Carson Wentz his way to some weird plays. And I just think I just think the Bears are a more grown-up football team is is what I think at the end of the day. They're just a more of a serious team than than what the Commanders are right now. So I'm just going to I'm going to go with the Bears, but like I said earlier, it's Pickham in Vegas right now. So it's not like these teams are separated by a whole ton at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, like there can still any football game can be fun to watch, you know. Like, yeah. like I think this re- one will be, but for the other reason than normal, you know what I mean? It'll for be sure. ugly football, yeah. a lot of turnovers, a lot of mistakes, and I think that'll make it an interesting watch. Yeah, and it's <laughs> I don't know why the NFL put good games on Thursday night. I know that I know that they need to appease their TV partners, the media partners, but you mm-hmm. could legitimately put Tennessee and Jacksonville on every Thursday night. And millions of people would watch for so many different reasons. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I get, again, for the for the media partners, but I just don't understand why you put good games on Thursday because I'd watch them. This is one. Everybody's going to watch this game. Like, it doesn't matter. It's a football game and it's in the middle of the week. It's not Sunday yet. Yeah. Well, you're right. And that is, you know, NFL is king. People are going to tune in no matter what. But I think you knocked on it right at the beginning. I think at least on paper, these, you know, marketing partners and the broadcast partners for the NFL, they want to at least on paper have a schedule of some good games. But yeah, yeah I, I well, and at the end of the day, Washington Bears wasn't one that checked that box anyway. So we'll put that theory to the test and see how this one does. But I got a feeling that you're right. And still millions and millions of people are going to tune in to this game. And hopefully we get a surprise. And it is a much more entertaining game than maybe people suspected when people first started complaining about it last Thursday. And, uh, I know that, uh, like I said, the NFL doesn't want their broadcast partners to feel like the NFL is stealing money from them by giving them bad games. And if you don't want your money to get stolen, nice transition, you gotta check out Simply Safe Security. So here's a sports analogy for you: when it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe. Home security. I just moved into a new house, as most of the listeners to the Locked On Titans podcast know, and I wanted to make sure that 
everything is safe and I feel secure. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents. They always have your back and are always playing defense for you. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents will call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. So customize your perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. And remember, there is no safe like Simply Safe. Thursday, Tyler Rowland, Alex Clancy. We are locked on NFL Thursday. Follow him on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. So, luckily, we don't have to talk about that Thursday night football muck box anymore. I, you know, I'm going to use it. I can't, I can't, I can't use it too much, but I'm going to use it. Uh, thanks for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. Devontae Adams has gotten into some hot water. Uh, officially, as of yesterday, uh, was charged um, with misdemeanor assault after pushing a cameraman after their loss to the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. So, Tyler, and I know that I know that you've got some stuff to say about this. We're starting, like in the NBA, and this is not direct, exactly the same. In the NBA, fans are starting to be more hands-on than they should be. like we saw a lot of fans get kicked out there was one LeBron yeah. you know there was a, a they had a, the pointing a, meme Aaron. yeah of course yeah. I can't let me at like whatever like we're starting to see a little bit more of the fourth wall being broken I guess that's the best way to say it this mm-hmm. is that this is something that it's first of all it's completely against everything that Devontae Adams is like he seems like for by all accounts what everybody says a very level-headed nice guy and I think in a moment of frustration, when somebody put a camera in his face, he made a bad decision. And there's yeah. no defending him. There's nothing. He made a bad decision. He came out on Twitter afterwards. He goes, you know, he said, I made a bad decision. It's not how I do things. And now he's charged with misdemeanor assault after the person, uh, you know, filed charges. Is there anything besides that that you think about this? It was a mistaken judgment. He's going to pay some sort of consequence and we're going to move on. Or is this something that's going to mar him, you know, for the future? Honestly, I think it's neither of that. And, and my my point my point is more of like an NFL, uh, you know, from the NFL's perspective, what the NFL should do. Here's the reality of the situation to me. Devontae Adams acted like a kid who just got shot in Call of Duty. He acted like a kid who just lost a game in Madden. They were hacking. They were cheating. They, and he threw his controller at the screen. And he broke a screen. And his mom came in. His mom said... What the heck are you doing? You know, in that moment, yeah, everybody who's ever done anything competitive ever has been pissed off after they lost. They've thrown the controller down. They've slammed a helmet. 
They've gotten a little petty argument bickering with a teammate walking off the field. We have all been there, and we've all seen it. So, number one, these people sticking up for Devontae Adams like that dude should get out of his way. It's It, it reeks of hero worship, in my opinion. Like, I've seen people saying, oh, he was emotional. Don't compare football to your regular job. Okay, we can all acknowledge that football is different than a regular 9-to-5 job. It's right. more physical. It's more emotional. It's all of that. Cool. I don't want to relate it to that. But this guy didn't just storm the beaches at Normandy. He lost a game, a child's game. So, yeah, we're mad, but I'm not going to act like he was more emotionally taxed than a 12-year-old who just lost a game of Madden or Call of Duty. Or you're a Cardinals guy, Kyler Murray, for example. Uh, But either way, I just think that Devontae Adams got pissed that he lost. He was mad. The dude rushed across. And let me just say this. That interaction right there between those two people happens every single day millions of times. You're in a crowded bar or restaurant. You're getting ready to go into an elevator. You're on a busy street. You're on a college campus trying to get out of the classroom. People bump into each other when one person maybe isn't watching where they're going. Another person's trying to move too quickly and get across and crosses someone's path. The answer to that isn't a shove to the ground. That's not what happens in those situations. There's at best a, excuse me, my bad, sorry, didn't see up, blah, blah, blah. At worst, it's, hey, watch where you're going, buddy. You know what I mean? Like a, a physical shove to the ground is not what should happen in that scenario. And using emotion of losing a football game to explain that behavior away, and he shouldn't be walking there. He sees Devontae Adams coming through, clear his... What, are we supposed to throw rose petals down because the guy's a professional athlete and let him walk? You know, that other guy, the camera guy, has a job to do as well. He is a part of the ecosystem. So I just think everyone is freaking out about this, and I don't think you should freak out either way. Devontae Adams isn't some bad guy now. He's not some dude who should have to go to jail or blah, 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 blah. He's going to have to pay that dude some money, I bet, at the end of this because he shoved him down. It did originally get reported as a misdemeanor assault charge, but they've since then announced that it's a city ordinance violation now with like a $1,000 fine and 180 days in jail is the max thing. He's not going to jail. He shouldn't go to jail. He should pay that dude a little bit of money because that's the way that it works when you're a rich person and you physically push someone down. I think my ultimate point here is the NFL should suspend him for a game. One game. I'm not asking for a long-term suspension. It wasn't that bad. It happens on the playground every day. Kids get pushed down. People get pushed down. But what the NFL can't have, they've already had enough PR issues. They can't have it seem like their players are allowed to physically rough up staff members who are working games, whether it be cameramen or journalists or reporters or broadcast, like, or workers at the stadium. They just can't do that. So, Devontae Adams isn't a bad guy. He's not a bad person. He shouldn't go to jail. All this nonsense that some people are saying. But at the same time, let's quit making excuses because of motion or he's your hero or your favorite player or whatever. It was a scummy move. Pay that dude some money. Suspended one game to send the message you can't do it. And we move on. Sorry to ramble on, but that's just been sticking in my crawl all day. And I'm not throwing rose petals at his feet because he's an athlete. And I'm also not sending him to jail because he shoved a dude down. Suspend him one game, send the message, you're not allowed to do that. The dude will get his money in civil court to make himself feel happy. And we all move on. 
That's what it should be, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. I mean, I think the Iliad, the Odyssey, and then that. The longest <laughs> things that have ever happened in existence. Um, no, but no, but you're right. And, and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna interrupt you because like sometimes you just gotta let it out, you know? Yep. I sometimes feel you just gotta now. let thank it you. out. Yeah, it's good. Um, the one thing that I thought of right when it happened, I'm like, this is <laughs> he was picturing Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> It's like, like this, all of this stuff could have been like, it has to add to it. Right. It's not just losing the game. It's It's frustration. It's the whole thing. It's frustration. Yeah. And I'm not making light of anything that happened. We are now removing ourselves from that because you're right. This is the biggest non-issue that is an issue if it gets handled correctly. And the NFL, I think you're right. If they're going to spend them a game, that's fine. I agree with that. If they don't, I understand it also. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. He's going to pay him in civil court. There's no real right. massive injuries. Maybe they'll have a conversation on the side, but hopefully this will just work out. It'll get worked out. Everything yeah. will be fine. But at the bigger picture, I know that we're going to, you've got a list of games that we're going to talk about <coughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me, this weekend, but it's it was one of the most interesting storylines this offseason was Devontae Adams getting traded. This isn't Tyreek Hill to Miami because there was no bad blood. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes saying, you know what? I want all the money. And I know there's conflicting reports that Aaron Rodgers knew that Devontae Adams was getting traded before he took the money. I find it hard to believe. I find it yeah. hard to believe. I feel like there was this pie. Aaron Rodgers is like, I want 80% of it. They're like, well, if you want Devontae to say you can get 65% of it, he's like, I'll take 80% of it. And then they traded Devontae Adams. So, like, his, if that's the case, Devontae Adams, not only what they're one in four, right? Not only starting one in yeah. four, but also. Aaron Rodgers, his right-hand man who said great things about him since because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, that he's like, this didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. And I'm not saying that if he wasn't frustrated, he would have pushed him. If he was frustrated, he wouldn't have. But it's just that's the more interesting storyline now that we know everything is going to be fine on that side. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday. He, Monday through Friday, all your Titans news. Me, Monday through Friday. All your Arizona Cardinals news coming up next. Tyler's got a list. He's got a list of games that are going on this weekend. And I'm really excited to pick my favorite. I don't know what they are yet. We do it on purpose. Tyler Rowland, Alex Clancy, locked on NFL Thursday, rolls on next. But now we get to talk a little bit about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest and most fun daily fantasy that you can get you download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com step one step two you pick two to five players and if there's if they will go over or under their prize picks projections for their respective game so say coming up on sunday the cardinals are playing the seahawks kenneth walker as you know it's either going to be over or under whatever the prize pick projections for rushing yards for receptions you know things like that geno smith DK Metcalf, Kyler Murray, you can pick two to five players and on one bet, and you can win up to 10 times your money. There's no competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Price picks isn't just for football. NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, which started last night, blows my mind. PGA, college right. football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, whatever. Price picks.com and the Price Pick app has you covered. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Literally, it's 
more or less, more or less, more or less. Bet, win, safe and fast withdrawals also currently operational in 30 states in Canada. So we're getting there, 60% of the U.S. Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PricePix gives you 100. You deposit 50, PricePix gives you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. All right, Alex, this is it. The end of today's edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. So we talked Thursday night football. I lost my mind a little bit about Devontae Adams, then came back in my body and decided that we need to talk about this incredible week six slate that is ahead of us here in the NFL. There are a ton of like excellent games on paper. So what I want to do is I'm going to go through all five of the games that I think are real top-notch. I want you to tell me which one you are the most interested to see. Number one, we have the 4-1 and Giants against the 3-2 and Ravens. Number two, we have the 3-2 and two Dolphins against the 4-1 and one Vikings. Number three, we have the 4-1 and one Chiefs against the 4-1 and one Bills. Number five, we have the 5-0 and oh Eagles against the 4-1 and one Cowboys. I mean, I know that there's probably one in there that, that may be the winner, but that is a lot of really good football games. I'm going to go with the game that has both starting quarterbacks in it. What do you say? Because every other right. one has at least one quarterback that's not a starter. Like, I know, but I get it with the Giants. Daniel Jones will play. He played last yeah. week. Daniel Jones will play. Yeah. So, first of all, the answer is it's Bill's Chiefs. But for, right. for, for a different reason. These are the games when it was Brady and Mahomes that Mahomes would win. The regular season winner never directly correlates to who wins in the playoffs. Like, it, it, right. it's wild. Buffalo, I, I picked the Buffalo Bills to win this game. I think it's in Kansas City. Like, it, this game means more to the Bills than it does to the Chiefs because 13 seconds. That's yeah. all this game's about. That's all this game's about is them getting knocked out of the playoffs last year in a ridiculous way. They didn't get the ball in overtime. Like, like I know the NFC East. If we're talking pretenders and what's the other one? Like contenders? something contenders, yeah. I know it was I know it was uh I know it rhymed. Yep. I mean that's all it is in the NFC East. It's like okay, Cooper Rush, I hope they win. I hope the Cowboys win because that means that there's no way in hell they're gonna start Dak in week seven. Like they can't. He's won five in a row, even though Cooper Rush hasn't been very good. Like I'm yeah. I'm excited about all it's of rush them. Hour. I, told, I told you about Daniel Jones, like I, I'm a Daniel Jones truther. I am. Right. Because right. we've seen enough, and look what Brian Dable's done, and I know that Daniel Jones <laughs> hasn't been great. But Bill's Chiefs, that's popcorn TV every single time. Hopefully there's going to be 150 points scored. Like, I, I want that game to last six weeks. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And I figured that's what you would go with. I would say my number two in there, though, is uh, Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah. Because I want to see, you know, if Cooper Rush can do it. And I mean... At some point, how many games in a row do the Cowboys got to win before it becomes a real question? Is there an is there a number in your mind? Is there is it are we already there? If they beat the five and zero Philadelphia yeah. Eagles on their fourth straight win after beating the defending Super Bowl champs and the current undefeated team, I mean, 
how do you take Rush out at that point? I think that for, for maximum chaos, you hope the Cowboys win that game. But I can't lie to you. I, I, the Eagles are one of my pet teams this year. And their schedule is soft, man. The Eagles, they could win 15 games this year with the way that their schedule looks. But I do want to mention one more game. And, of course, it's from my neck of the woods, the AFC South. But the Indianapolis Colts play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think that's a fork-in-the-road game for those teams. The Colts got drubbed 20 to nothing by Jacksonville earlier this year. They have lost to Jacksonville a million times in a row, it feels. If the Colts win that game, they're 3-2-1. It's been ugly, but they're 3-2-1. The Titans aren't playing this week, so the Titans are 3-2 leading the division. You're 3-2-1. You're right there. And you got a game with the Titans in a week that if you beat them, you're in control of the division. So everybody's freaking out in Indy, but they're one win away from being right there. Right, right. And and let me and, and then, really quick, really quick. No, and I want to because this is your division that you cover with with with, right. uh, with the Titans. The key to all of this, and the key to all of it, what it was in the beginning was the Colts' defense. If the Colts' right. defense steps up like they're supposed to, mm-hmm. like if Shaq Leonard is healthy and they're supposed mm-hmm. like. That this was supposed to be the anchor. They were supposed to be a top three defense in the NFL when the season right. started. It was run right. the ball, set up play action, and stop opposing teams from scoring so much. And they've completely been able, unable to do it until last week against Denver, like right. on national TV. So if they can do that, I agree with you. It's a very fascinating game. So anyways, as you are. Well, I, I, well you're spot on because Indy, while it's looked ugly – if they can just shore up the offensive line, I mean, they only lost to the Titans by seven. Yeah. The Titans are banged up in a pretender as well. And then this doesn't mean that if the Colts win, they can turn their season around and be uh, something. But heck, with the way that it seemed in Indy and the vibes with Indy, for them to come out after six weeks leading the division, I mean, if you just took the pulse of the fans, you would never believe that. Now, that's a, a symptom of the AFC South being just milk toast. In general, but still, I'm just saying, India's one win away from feeling like they're in a totally different place than it's felt so far. And same thing with Jacksonville. Everybody was riding high in Jacksonville. The Locked On National Twitter account is tweeting out videos trying to dunk on me for saying Jacksonville wouldn't be that good this year Damn and the straight. Titans would be better. Uh, well, two weeks later, looks like I was right. Victory lap was a little too early. If Jacksonville loses this game and drops to two and four, I think, likewise, how it's felt in Jacksonville is going to feel real different than how it started. Say, I just think this is a critical fork-in-the-road game for these two teams. If Indy loses to Jacksonville again, then they are just trash down in the gutter, forget about them, flush them down. If Jacksonville wins, they're going to be like, oh, we're 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, we lost that game last week, but we're still better. We're improved. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a team. If it goes the other way, though, the Colts are feeling good and right back in it, getting healthy. And the Jaguars are like, oh, crap. We may not be that much improved. And everybody knows what Doug Peterson is doing now. I just think, although it's not on paper as good of a game as the games we discussed, it's a fascinating game to watch the outcome of. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, 
every new young quarterback that adds his name to the list of other great young quarterbacks is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'd love right. to see Trevor Lawrence emerge because yep. it's like, it's a tough spot. Doug Peterson, there's an adult in the room. So pretty much this is Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Like, let's right. think of it right. that way. Because yeah. last year was a for total, sure. it was just, disaster. it was a slop yeah. fest. It was a disaster. And now he's got some pieces. Travis Etienne is emerging as that RB1. Like, the defense is improving. I wonder if Jacksonville is going to be a buyer at the trade deadline, though. Like, I wonder, because this is, th- these games, like, if, if they, they win, win this game, I think they will. If they, they win because they'll, game, they'll be like, oh, we're good. You know, we need to push all in, you know? Because it looks like eight wins could get you in. Like, mm-hmm. so many teams are going to beat so many teams. Like, there's no surefire you know, just, I mean, there, you know, there's Buffalo and there's Kansas City, but a lot of teams have struggled mightily. So, yeah, if Jacksonville wins, if they're a couple games out and they can add a piece on defense so they can do something, like, we'll see. Yep. It's it's not the sexiest of, you know, matchups, obviously, but, yeah. I mean, interdivisionally, yeah. it's like there is a division crown on the line there, and a division crown gets you in the playoffs regardless if you have seven wins. So it'll be yep. really interesting to see. I agree. Yeah, I and coming off that loss to Houston last week, like 13-7, to where Jacksonville just looked like they had gone backwards completely. Not only is this game important for what we all mentioned in the path they're on, but it's important for their spirits and just bouncing back in general. But obviously, an incredibly exciting weekend ahead in the NFL. Make sure you stay tuned in to the Locked On NFL podcast free Monday through Friday on all platforms to stay up to date on all the latest NFL news and conversation. That's going to do it for me, Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans, my incredible co-host, Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. You guys stay safe and enjoy the football.